If you're trying to stay focused on getting work done and eating throughout the day is something you think about, have to decide, and you're not sure what to do, and you just wish an option was available where the right meal with all of the specifications you want be available to you, easy to make, under two minutes, well, luckily for you, Factor is available where you have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie. And you can enjoy over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons to help you make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for? You can get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking up for something fast that's upscale option done very easily. It's flexible on your schedule where you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep necessary. They're 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup necessary. Head to factormeals.com slash sellingwithlove50 and use code sellingwithlove50 to get 50% off. That's code sellingwithlove50 at factormeals.com slash sellingwithlove50 and you'll get 50% off. Not bad. It'd be great if we could just go like, oh, you know what? Turn sadness down to a one, turn fulfillment and love up to an 11. It just doesn't work that way. And so in order to allow and be a yes to everything, the only way is to actually go in and heal those parts of that clamping in the stomach or that sinking feeling or that choking in your neck because these are all the things that are self-sabotaging your success without you even being consciously aware of them. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders, rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work a Mind Valley podcast. Hey everybody, before we start the episode, I have an important announcement to make. We are going to start a new feature on the show, an AMA at the end, where you'll get a chance to interact with me and I get to answer any question you have. AMA stands for Ask Me Anything. And so if you have any questions around your workplace, things that you want around productivity, managing your team, scaling the organization, or about me or Mind Valley go ahead and email me the question on jason at mindvalley.com. I look forward to hearing all of your questions and we'll get a chance to interact at the end of future podcast episodes. Now let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. This is your host, Jason Campbell. And I'm super excited about this episode because we're going to talk about a skill that you can develop to make you a better leader that might not have been the first thing you would think about. Typically for leadership development, we think about communication skills need to be improved, maybe emotional intelligence. And yes, these are all important. But what if you had a tool that directly makes you have access to what are the decisions you need to make? Do they feel good? Do they not feel good? And this is a concept called subtle body awareness. Now, if you've never heard of this, join the club. I'm so excited about this episode because I really want to know more about this and how you can actually use it to develop your innate intelligence here. And so the guests that I'm bringing on the show they are the co-founders of Satori Prime. Now, this organization develops leaders, develops people personally. They integrate aspects of entrepreneurship, business, spirituality, and relationship to make you a better whole human so you can show up not only personally, but professionally. And of course, here at Mindvalley, we 
are always up for companies that are pushing the whole human experience. And this is why I'm super excited to have Guy and Elon Ferdman, brothers that are leading this organization, bringing these practices to the world, are going to come and show us this important aspect. Gentlemen, it is my first time bringing two guests at the same time, and it's a pleasure to have both of you here. Thanks, brother. We'll take it easy on you. And so I want to jump right into it. I mean, you guys are doing this amazing organization that's developing these skill set. And I remember we had this conversation of what is that most unique thing that you do that most people don't speak about? Subtle body awareness. What is that? And how can it make me a better leader? Let's just go right in there. Just a little background before I kind of like jump in. Elon and I have been at the personal development game for about 18 years, entrepreneurs for nine. We were in commercial real estate before that. So I think we invested about nine years of coaching people for free, never even considered that that was something we wanted to do. And and then in the last few years, you know, as you do, the teacher appears when you're ready. We started coming across certain teachers that were really taking us underneath the psychology of things where I would consider kind of like personal development, almost a head down type of thing where, you know, you're working yourself and then you're trying to get into the body and make yourself feel different. You're analyzing what's going on. You're understanding your psychology. You're getting that these stories aren't working for you. You're learning about reframing, things of that nature. And then, you know, after doing that for a while, I think that disenchantment that comes along with that is, yeah, I understand all this. I know I shouldn't be doing this thing anymore, but I'm still taking this action. I'm still getting this result. It's still making me feel X, Y, Z, and that's not something that I enjoy. And that gets really frustrating when you've read all the books and you've done all the courses. So, you know, a lot of people talk about subconscious reprogramming, and that still kind of gives you this feeling that there's something that you need to figure out in your mind or that you're not accessing properly. Whereas with subtle body awareness, and there is subtle mind awareness too, but with subtle body awareness, we're really talking about starting to feel sensations in the body. And Jason had mentioned that he had done a 10-day Vipassana sit. And that's very much what that program is about, is about sitting there and really learning how to work with the sensations of the body. But in this aspect, it really takes that and it starts allowing for you to get very pinpoint accurate with certain collapses or binds, really any sensation that's happening in the body at the most minute level. So even right now, while the three of us are talking, regardless of what we're thinking and what our psychology might be and thoughts that we're having about each other, if I mention something and Jason might be feeling like a collapse in his sternum or in his heart or something in the stomach, like a clamping, and then the mind is going to tune in that there's some kind of sensation happening in the body, right? And the mind is going to have some kind of interpretation about what that sensation means. And then it's going to run the program that it runs based on that sensation. So this is how most of us are running. And you hear us all the time saying things like, well, your life is 99% automation. And pretty much why is because we're really not paying attention or tuned into really what's happening in the body, which is these like very small collapses. So something that we have learned now over the last few years, and it's really through getting reflection work. You know, if like Jason and I sat for a few months and while he was speaking about his mom or about something that was happening in his business, we've developed the capacity to track his system energetically so that I'll well, find when he's talking about a certain subject, I'm like, oh, Jason, wait right there. There's this thing in your heart. Can you feel it? And just by kind of starting to point at you'd be like, oh, yeah, I do notice that there's kind of like increased sensation in my heart. And like, okay, what does that feel like for you? Oh, it's this collapse. And just by kind of pinpointing and starting to notice these things, you start increasing your, let's call it a mind awareness and the awareness field that allows for you to feel much deeper into the system. So our philosophy kind of went from being, stop trying to make yourself feel good 
to just get better at healing. In essence, what we're saying is when we're in a leadership position and there's a lot of responsibilities that might be thrown at you. And what you're saying here is that if you're not aware of the sensations that come up in your body, and the first thing that came to mind here that I feel this is super applicable is when you're getting into, let's say, uncomfortable situations or maybe confrontational situations. And so when you speak about subtle body awareness, the first things that came to mind were like, oh, those times where like someone says something and I'm already expecting that, like that tightness in my stomach or butterflies in the stomach. There's a lot of expressions or even if you talk broken heart, like there's a lot of expressions that exist that talk about things that are happening in the body. And as you're speaking and sharing these concepts, I'm like, in the workplace, there's a lot of times that if someone comes and says, um, we need to have a performance review. Yes. Jason, you're right on it. And like, this is a great point. So as people are listening, just tune in, whether you're in the moment or not, if I said to you, hey, it's your boss and he's calling and he wants you in his office, just notice right now what's happening in your body. Irrelevant of whether you're there, not there, et cetera, just bring that to your eye and you can like start to feel that tightening in the maybe solar plexus, your stomach, maybe your throat might be closing up a little bit right now, things like that. Here's the key. Mindset work gives you things to overcome these sensations. These sensations all got created when you were very young. I'm talking like two, three, four, five years old. These wounds happened because something at that time to that child was traumatic. And it created this, we call them ruptures. Then on top of it, you said something like, okay, I never want to feel that bad again. I never want to feel that pain again. And so in doing that, you start to create this entire life that protects you from ever feeling that. And the mind is the one that's protecting you. So what happens is when you do a lot of mindset work, it kind of dances around these things and gives you really cool tools. And we did this for a decade, over a decade before we started to realize like, man, I'm sick of looking at the same thing. I'm sick of self-sabotaging the same way. The boomerang might take a little bit longer to come back, but it still kept coming back. So that's when we started deep diving into this. And it's like the mind doesn't want you to see these things because it is full of pain and sadness and anger and frustration and rage. And these are all the emotions that we try to avoid like the plague. But I've been starting to communicate this with our clients. And I think this is really important to understand. You don't have a volume knob to just turn down a certain emotion. What I mean by that is like, if you aren't okay with sad, if you aren't okay with anger, if you aren't okay with overwhelm, if you aren't okay with anxiousness, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna turn this way down, you're also turning down love, fulfillment, passion, abundance, because these are all expressions of what it means to fully feel human. So it'd be great if we could just go like, oh, you know what? Turn sadness down to a one, turn fulfillment and love up to an 11. It just doesn't work that way. And so in order to allow and be a yes to everything, the only way is to actually go in and heal those parts of that clamping in the stomach or that sinking feeling or that choking in your neck. Because these are all the things that are self-sabotaging your success without you even being consciously aware of them. 
That's so fascinating. And, you know, as someone who's in a leadership position, I mean, you're giving three big examples here that I think might be very common, the tightening of the throat. It's interesting you said that one because I remember, like, I used to be the person that was super shy, couldn't do public speaking, and I remember the itchiness that I would get. I would even cry from it. Like, it was so intense. It was something I needed to overcome. The moment you mentioned it, I was like, wow, it's been a long time since I felt that. And so I want to maybe dive into this as someone who's in a leadership position or maybe just in the workplace in general here. What are the typical ones that do come up? And is there a lot of work that I need to do or tools that I can use to just become more aware of them? And if they do come up, what can I do? Sure. Perfect. So let's just do some really basic stuff. And there's a whole science behind character styles and character development. And if we actually look at it like a root chakra up development, it kind of works in that same order. So I'm not going to get into all that, but there's plenty of really good resources out there for that. So if we just think about the human body developing that way up, so from like zero to three, let's call that from like the root to like stomach development. So if you think about when you're feeling a lot of sensation in your stomach at its most basic, we could say if someone's having a lot of sensation there, we could say you're experiencing fear. Think about when you're experiencing fear or you're about to get on a roller coaster, like all that sensation kind of like clamps up the stomach. There's a loss of blood, so to speak, and that has an effect on the rest of the body. Also important to note is that science has already kind of deciphered this, which is that for about every nine signals that your stomach sends up to the brain, we get one signal down from the brain to the stomach. So you're actually getting a lot more feedback from the body than you are from the mind. The mind's kind of, if you want to think of it, the interpreter of life versus the one really experiencing life. The mind is kind of filled with illusion. The body has a lot more truth for you. That's why when we think of intuition, you know, that's like coming up from the heart and being experienced and then interpreted by the mind. So at its basic, we could say a lot of sensation in the stomach is fear. A lot of sensation in the chest or in the heart, sadness, right? And again, we have a lot of verbiage for this and vernacular for this all over the place, like you said, broken heart. And then like a lot of sensation in the mind would point to like frustration or anger. It's just a really simple thing is if you're in the middle of something that's happening, you're experiencing anxiety, stress, anxiousness, the body is built in such a way that it wants to and is attempting to buffer you from this. So these parts that we're looking at are not quote unquote bad and we want to get rid of them. We want to understand why is it that they are looking to create safety the way that they are, that the energy in the body during that moment of trauma, whether it was one years old, two years old, three years old to seven years old, is something happened, you experienced some trauma and this part that now lives in your system, it's basically stuck in that time period. So if it happened to you at three years old, it's stuck in that time period. And now a strategy that you applied when you were three years old is still being applied to an adult's life. And you can imagine for a three-year-old, that's a really stressful situation when a three-year-old has to try to like manage an adult's life. But for most of us, that's what's going on. So at its most basic, obviously, with our limited time here, if you were to just take your right hand and just kind of like put it to your side, and I was to just ask you with your intuition, you know how to do this, I don't need to give you instruction, is to just put your awareness on your right hand, not your attention or your eyes, but just your awareness on your right hand very quickly. And Jason, I'm sure you're already experiencing it. You're going to start experiencing increased sensation in your hand. Okay. Like immediately, it'll feel like a vibration or warmth. I'm feeling it warm and it's like tingling. So I'm assuming other people that are listening are probably having something similar happening. Perfect. And again, basic personal development where your attention grows, energy flows, right? And that's exactly what's happening. Your awareness is controlling the flow of chi into your hand and then blood is following the chi. It's like a magnet towards the chi. So this is already a subtle awareness of the body. You're putting awareness on your hand and you're noticing that if I move it to your left foot, you're going to start noticing increased sensation in your left foot. So now just move that same awareness into your stomach. 
And then notice that your stomach is not this two-dimensional object or just like an object in space. It's three-dimensional. It has an inside and outside, a left and a right. And then also notice with your awareness that you could get extremely pinpoint with it. Like if I tell you to go really deep inside, there you are. If I tell you to go on the outside and the top, there you are. So immediately you can start feeling these sensations in the body. And that really is the beginning of subtle body awareness. Just the same as if you told somebody, hey, you know those thoughts you're having, those aren't your thoughts. You're the one listening to the thoughts, right? Like that's the basic of personal development is like start listening to your thoughts. That's a form of subtle mind awareness. Now you're disidentifying, disassociating with the mind. You're noticing that you're observer and the listener. So this awareness is way beyond pervasive, beyond subtle. There's super subtle. There's non-dual states, all sorts of stuff that people experience in plant medicines and, you know, high states of meditation and stuff like that. But at its most basic, we can start putting this awareness within our body and really start noticing, whoa, there's a whole world in here of things that I'm missing. So now if, you know, someone says, hey, your boss needs you, you're like, oh, crap. And the anxiety starts and the heart starts fluttering. Imagine that this is like a little child that's worried, scared right now, it's anxious, and it wants something. And what does a little child need? It just needs attention and presence. Anybody here as a parent knows a child comes up to you and is crying, you don't try to solve the problem of a two-year-old because they're having like an energetic experience. Your job is to allow for them to leverage your nervous system because theirs is undeveloped. They don't know how to use it yet and to basically just soothe them with your presence, be it by either holding them or touch or just by really connecting with the child. And suddenly the child will just move through their paces and boom, they're like back into a happy state. So when you're having these sensations in your body, if you imagine these are like little traumatized kids stuck in time, what they're wanting is not for you to override and spiritual bypass through your personal development. Say, hey, that's not important. Let's reframe. I'm an empowered human being. Let me go do my thing. What they really want is they want your presence and attention. So it's like if you take that subtle awareness that you put it and you find it in the stomach, it's like, oh, that's on the center of my stomach that there's a collapse. And if you would just breathe, start paying attention to that, you're going to find that the energy that's creating that is going to naturally unbind and that the system like our bodies are connected to a divine intelligence that's all pervasive has always been here and has been here timeless state. It's the same reason why you get a cut on your finger and your body's never like, okay, not this time, like you take care of it. It's always going to take care of it, right? But it's funny when it comes to our emotional well-being or our spiritual well-being, we intervene all the time and we actually pull ourselves out of the alignment that the body naturally has instead of just giving it the presence that it wants and trusting that the body actually knows how to move the energy, how to reorganize it, how to bring itself into a state of safety, well-being, connection. It has all this information detailed inside and actually the less you intervene and the more presence you add to it, the faster this process can happen. Here's the beauty. A lot of the times as humans, when you're in that situation, the stuff the guy just shared might be difficult to do in the moment. Because in the beginning, you might not have enough subtle body awareness to notice like, my boss is coming at me, all this stuff is happening, you know, you're trying to be here and there. It might be difficult in the beginning. Here's the good news. You can play these things out before or after. Your body doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know if your boss is actually there and you're having this conversation or it's happening in your mind's eye. So you can actually do all of this work in the comfort, and I actually recommend it, in the comfort and safety of your own room. Find a place that's really safe and comfortable for you. Bring these things up and just notice and watch in that safe place how your body's responding. And it will give you incredible guidelines to realize like, oh my God, when my five-year-old throws a tantrum, all this stuff is coming up in my system and I'm actually responding to, not the five-year-old having their experience, I'm responding to my discomfort 
about that child having their experience and your reaction, whether to your five-year-old, to your boss, to your partner at work, whatever it might be, isn't even in response to what's happening. It's in response to what's happening inside that is making you feel very uncomfortable. And you know what I realize is I'm listening to this and I'm like, oh, of course, this is totally awesome. I get it. But I also acknowledge the fact that I've been drinking this Kool-Aid, let's say, for a long time. I'm very aware of the idea that the body plays a major role. But I wanted to kind of throw something at both of you here, which is if I'm listening to this and I'm like, wow, you mentioned chakras, you talked about spirituality. I'm just trying to get raised. I'm trying to get better at my work. How is this going to give me anything that I can apply in the workplace as a leader, like what will happen if I start applying these techniques? Brilliant. Brilliant. So once you start playing with this, here's what you start to quickly realize. The outside world is just a reflection of your inside world. Let's say you want to raise. Okay. But inside, for whatever reason, you don't even need to understand why. But for whatever reason, the idea of either going to ask for more money or at a subconscious level, receiving more money doesn't jive with your system at this moment. Like something feels unsafe about receiving a ton more money. Now, here's the thing. You're going to go and read all these books about how to negotiate, about how to perform better, about how to do all these things. And you're going to go and you're going to ask. And it's happened time and time again. And it's like slam door in the face, slam door in the face. And then you start going, there's got to be something wrong with me. Or this job isn't the job for me. So you go and you run around and you find another job. But the same thing or the same type of boss or the same sort of circumstance will keep showing up. And that's what Guy and I just got witness to. It's like, holy crap. We're just there over and over and over. And the same stuff keeps showing up. So understanding what's stopping you internally from having the results. Once you heal these things, people like to make things very complicated. It really is as simple as giving these parts safety, giving them your support and letting them know that you're there. Now in connection with another, it's a lot easier because the mind doesn't really want you to see these parts. So like you sit in connection with another, they can highlight these things for you and then they can kind of like work and resource with you. And once you heal these things, your external world starts showing up differently. So I'll give you like a really, really super simple thing. I have two kids at home and we went through this phase where getting them out of the house was super difficult. And you know, like high performers, right? It's like, we got stuff to do. We got places to go. And when the kids are throwing a tantrum in the morning, it becomes very difficult and it can drain your day. So my wife and I are just like trying to figure out what are we going to do? What conversation do we have? How do we gamify this? We did all those things that people tell you. And then I sat there and I went, you know what? I'm going to just work on myself internally. And I started to realize that I was getting uncomfortable when they were going through that place. When they weren't listening, I had a part inside that says, you're not paying attention to me. And then I got louder, which triggered them to be even more aggressive and more annoying, right? So I'm doing all this work and I'm healing this. By the way, I don't tell my wife because I really wanted to do this as an experiment. So I do this for about a week and I'm really just like consciously aware of when they get loud or don't listen. I'm not going out there to deal with them. I'm just going back in here and giving my little boy a little love and support and going, I'm right here. I'm listening. Simple. Within a week, my wife wakes up in the morning. She goes, have you noticed that the kids have been totally different this week? And I was like, oh my God. So energetically, we constantly are transmitting. When you're transmitting your 
insecurity, your anxiousness, your overwhelm, you're scared. That's what's permeating your space. Yes, you can learn things to overcome and reframe and do all that stuff. You're going to keep bumping into it because that's the lesson that you most need to learn. And doing this stuff just allows you to heal it at a much, much deeper level. I love it. And even if we think about somebody in a leadership position that's saying like, oh my God, my employees, they're all incompetent. They never deliver. Like there's all these like preconditioned response that you can have that seem to come from a place that's very victim perhaps, or not taking responsibility for it. But what you're saying is with a tool such as subtle body awareness, you can realize that a lot of these things that you perceive actually is not even related to the current situation is actually from past programming. And because we're not taking the time to pay attention to the source, which is in the body, you're going to get the signals that bring these stories forward. Those stories are going to replay themselves out in the current reality. And if you take the time, maybe go through the exercise. And I know we're going to have a powerful meditation to share at the end of this session here that actually makes you realize that you can change that pattern. You can approach it differently. You can let that physical discomfort dissipate before you engage. And because you show up differently, the reality becomes different as well. Absolutely. Just think about this, right? Like we all heard this line where you resist persists. But we all focus it on out here, right? So like the out external, I'm resisting, persisting. But there's an internal resist, persist. If I resist feeling sad, then guess what the world keeps bringing up to you? Hey, here's an opportunity to feel through and really sad. Here's again an opportunity. And we're like, no, no. And we just bottle it up and bottle it up and push it down and push it down. And we've all gotten really good, by the way, at pushing these things down. And all it's wanting to do is just release. And once it releases, there's no longer resistance. There's now acceptance of this, which now not only shifts your life, but allows you to accept sadness all around you, right? So like other people get to be sad too. And instead of having that resistance, which kicks their stuff up, there's no more fight to it. So when someone's sad around you, great. And then they just leave. The sad people leave because you no longer need reflection of sad to look inside of here. I love it. I wanted to bring up a topic that I feel might be relevant for some people. Like we seem to be going through life, especially in the workplace. There could be a fact that we completely ignore, we bypass, we don't want to pay attention to our body. Have you noticed any link between not wanting to deal with subtle body awareness and the desire to consume alcohol and the fact that it actually numbs the body. Amazing question. Yeah, funny you should mention that. So if you would have told me two years ago that I would have zero desire to drink, I would have told you that you're an insane human being. Beyond alcohol, let's just talk about it. Just blanket all addictions, you know, whether it's food, alcohol, sex, drugs, gambling, pretty much all of us are either rejecting something or addicted to something. I would actually offer again, just like at its most simple, guys, if you are dealing with anxiety, stress, anxiousness, again, the body's running program. How many of you guys like your home by the kitchen, you keep opening up the cupboard, looking for snacks, you grab something, you eat it, not really fulfilled by it, mindlessly doing it, close it, or like grab that drink to make yourself relax. Again, these are all missed opportunities not in a bad way, but like missed opportunities to feel what was happening in the body at the moment before you grabbed it. So like a simple exercise we do with all our clients, whether they smoke cigarettes or anything else, it's like, hey, look, don't stop doing the addiction. Don't. Because the moment you stop thinking about doing the addiction, you're going to cause more stress, more anxiety, more overwhelm in the system, which means the program is going to run and you're more likely to do that habit. 
do the habit. But here's the challenge. On your way to going to do it, sit down and for two minutes, do the exercise that I just did with you guys. Just that simple thing. Drop into the body, put awareness in there, see where you can notice a point of tension or something that's collapsing, heart, stomach, mind, doesn't matter. And for two minutes, invest your time with that thing in full open-hearted presence, unconditionally. And at the end of those two minutes, if you still feel like you need to, go grab that thing and go do it. But at least you gave yourself that little micro opportunity to be with that part. And trust me, that's already beginning the process of unbinding it. I wanna remind you that the mind is extraordinarily impatient and we continue to build a world from the mind that is creating more impatience, right? Apps and everything comes instantaneously to your house today and Amazon and this and that. We've become really accustomed to that. The body, on the other hand, is very patient. It has this like timeless nature to it. It's just like, whenever I get to it, you know, and it kind of has its own game plan and it's divine. So if you're watching it from the mind and you're, there's two parts you can watch from the mind, you can watch yourself like a hawk. And what I mean by that is like, you're judging, you know, you put those like binocular on and you're looking down there, look at the hell's going on down there. Or you could have this kind of like passive view, which is more of the way that you might take on when you're sitting like on a park bench. You know, you're kind of just like phasing out, your eyes get a little bit fuzzy. You could hear people walking behind you and the kids playing in the background, the leaves are rustling and you're just kind of there, you're taking it all in, but you're not really focused on any particular thing. So when you're looking within, I invite you to look from that passive place. So it's like, you can see that there's a bus driving by, but you're not gonna get on for the ride. You're just noticing, oh, look, there's that energy. There's that thing. I don't need to assess it. I don't need to look at it. I don't need to understand it. Oh, there's something that has an opinion about it. You invite everything into the experience, trusting that, again, that's what the body requires in that moment to go through its own healing process. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. If somebody would have told me that I'm going to stop drinking by doing this stuff, I would have been like, A, I don't believe you. And B, why would I do that? But the reality is, is that like it's naturally kind of occurred to the point where it's like, I don't want to reach for that thing because looking within has become way more interesting than having that drink. Within awareness, I would say it's very difficult to get bored. Like boredom doesn't exist in awareness. And you know, you've done a 10 day. When you're in that process, you never think to yourself like, oh, I wish I was watching TV right now. It's so enlivening. There's so much going on. There's so much to look at and be curious about that it kind of almost creates that sense of being a child in wonderment that was like, how did I miss all this? And I'm learning about all these new things. So there is a growing excitement about it. I remember when we first started doing personal development, like it's really exciting in the beginning and then it's kind of like tapers off. There's like, you know, some knowledge and then it's kind of repeated over and over again. But with this, it's like the depth of it seems unlimited. Every single day where I sit down and do this, I'm like, what's going to happen today? I have no idea. I love it. And so, gentlemen, I know that we talked about having a track possibly put on Omvana that's actually going to allow people to get a bit more subtle body awareness that can get them to respond better. Could you tell us a bit more about what to expect from this track? Yeah, Guy actually does it. It's a beautiful meditation. And for anyone that's kind of like struggled with meditation because you're just, you know, I can't sit there and be still like this is perfect because this is a very active meditation. You're actually going to be involving the mind and the body and it's a guided process that helps you similar to what we discussed here give you the formula to kind of bring something into your awareness maybe something that's been making you sad or frustrated or angry or whatever and actually begin to notice what's happening in your body and then through guy being there there's some like nice music in the background as well we just get to sit together and witness that and people have had monumental for just from one session monumental healing releases about things that they've been working on for years 
but all of a sudden it's like that one thing opens and look, you might cry during this. You might have just a very relaxed feeling over this. What's really beautiful is like once you see how the body can release these things and then you step into the aftermath, which is what we look for is state of well-being, right? Like that's what the body's always looking for. It's looking to get back into well-being and safety. But we live in a very high-powered, high-paced, overachieving world, especially you guys that are listening to this right now. So giving yourself that opportunity is massive and it's super easy to follow and we're happy to bring it to Omvana. And I just really want to highlight again to really focus on seeing if you could change your philosophy from not trying to make yourself feel better because that's so much what personal development is about. Oh, let me work this stuff so I make myself feel better. And I understand that. I understand the allure of that. However, life is not about one side of the coin. It's about both sides. And if you can start experiencing both the pleasurable and the non-pleasurable with the same inquiry and the same excitement about it. The life takes on a different quality. So we really do ask that instead of trying to make yourself feel better, take on the philosophy of just get better at feeling. When you can feel through all of life, life becomes joyous and exciting and peaceful and safe, even in the moments where it's not. Because again, everything is an opportunity. It's like this amazing game. Like how much can I feel through this? And in Western society, we've become extremely closed off to feeling and our, we have a very, very narrow field through which we feel, you know, most men, it's like, I'm either angry or happy. That's like pretty much all I got. And there's this really other like vast world that we've kind of shut ourselves down to, they get to explore. So again, really kind of offering you guys this like, stop trying to make yourself feel better and start getting better at feeling. Wow. Gentlemen, this was so powerful. And I love that we get to share these ideas with the people listening here. And for those here, know that we're talking here about subtle body awareness. This tool, when you're especially in a leadership position, is something that will get you be more prepared in those ideas and those moments where you have something that comes up inside you. Think about all these uncomfortable situations or these challenging situations that you face in the workplace, these stresses, these anxieties. What we're saying here is that there's always a body component that usually is associated with that feeling. And when you spend time, we are now going to have a meditation track that you can listen to. And one of the beautiful things that I love hearing here is that you can actually rehearse these stressful moments. So if you want to say you're getting into a performance review, a feedback review with an employee, and this causes uncomfortableness, you can rehearse this in advance. It'll have the same effect so that you become more prepared for any situation that drives up emotion. If you're a leader that has more intelligence on their emotion, has more awareness on how they feel and how they show up, you don't relive the past traumas. You can be present in the moment with the way that you want to show up and people will start behaving differently. You won't necessarily have as much resistance because you'll realize that most of these resistance come from your own body, your own emotions. And so you can practice this, you can rehearse this, and you can show up so much better. And then you're going to notice that people are interacting with you differently. And it won't be as much because they change, but it's because you change something within you. This has been some powerful personal growth concepts. And I love that people in the workplace can apply because Guy and Elon here have seen it happen day in and day out with people personally and professionally. And if you want to be that person that has that leadership mindset, you don't need to go and find these techniques to quote unquote fix yourself. You can learn yourself and it comes from subtle body awareness. If you're seeing any addictive personalities coming out from you, again, use this powerful technique that Guy shared, which is take the two minutes, 
to look at what emotions are coming up and then do whatever you want. And you'll notice you're already on a path for continuous improvement to make your life so much more joyful without that even being the goal. Gentlemen, this was so powerful of a session. Thank you so much for being here. And everybody listening, go check out satoriprime.com to learn more from these incredible individuals and go to Omvana. We will have a link in the description where you can listen to this meditation track, which will highly attune you to your body awareness, making you a better leader in the progress. My name is Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.